Well, I found a brand new litmus test um, for figuring out if somebody is too young for you. Whoa. Okay. How did you figure this out? First of all, that sounds dodgy. Um, so <laughs> when you say to somebody, oh yeah, what was your first Pokemon starter? Yeah. Like yeah. if they don't, if they say anything that isn't Bulbasaur, <laughs> Squirtle or Charmander, then bro, she's too young for you. If she comes yeah. in and just being like, oh yeah, you know, Torchic was my favorite. I loved Mudkip. It's like, bro, yeah. Gen 3, I'm <laughs> sorry, you're too young. Please move along. Yeah, I love how you've avoided the question, how you figure this out. But that's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, I I'm agree. Not, I'm not at liberty to discuss this. <laughs> I, I completely agree with that. I think, um, yeah, I, I genuinely couldn't name any other starter Pokemon. You could just name two there, 200% more than I could name um, of the of the new newer gens. Um, there's probably some random ones from playing the TCG that I could like just reel off, but like I wouldn't have any context. Like a Chimchar to... or, a, <laughs> yeah. or, a, or a Tepig or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tepig. Tepig. Which was Tepig? Tepig? Gen 4. Way... Nah, too young for you, bro. Yeah, but what's which one's, what's Tepig? What type is Tepig? Tepig is a little fire pig. Little f- turns oh, yes. A yeah. Little, yep. like, wrestler sumo pig. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Tepig. It's good stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Which which gen yeah. is, is, is your era? What's the cutoff? What's the cutoff? I think it has to be Gen 1 for us. Um us. I think what you was could Gen maybe two? push for Gen 2. What was, that was Gen 2? That two? was uh, Chikorita, Totodile, yeah. and Cyndaquil. Ah, uh, Cyndaquil. Yeah, right, Cyndaquil. Totodile, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think you ones... could push to there, I think. Because that, yeah. that was my first. Crystal was my first game that I owned. Whereas Yellow, I'd played, I'd borrowed it from a friend, and I'd watched the Oh, so you'd never... Show. Oh. See, I had... What did I have? I had the silver and gold uh duo where like it was combined into the same yeah it must have been that's released like anything <laughs> yeah probably 100 yeah. that's a bootleg you've just picked up from some farmer's market somewhere <laughs> yeah no i probably picked it up in tenerife on holiday uh from that, some that trash converters equivalent <laughs> um that's where i used to get all my games from i used to get like a thousand and one in, in a thousand and one in games one. in one yeah. cartridge yeah. and 998 of them were tetris <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah with different with different color schemes um now th- th- to be fair though i genuinely thought they did a good job like when it was like i i used to do the maths in my head and think where is where is too many games to invest quality so i think i used to settle for like the 64 in one because there they actually had some quite fun mm. games um they obviously none like of them ripped straight from other gb yeah. games right yeah mm. yeah it's good good stuff um <laughs> i did have pokemon yeah, yeah. i've still you got sitting there, there. Yeah. running your maths to be like okay yeah. so a thousand way too much yeah, yeah, yeah. 500 There's no way anyone can invest that much time for still too euros. many asteroid clones here we go yeah. okay okay 60 is the sweet spot <laughs> yeah 60 is oh, so for anything sweet spot. anything higher than 60 yeah because because the quality because it's quality versus quantity isn't it and that's that's the tip over point below 64 mm. in one you get down to like 20 or 10 in one and it's like yeah but the quality hasn't improved that much but you're still paying the it's, same price there's it's three different from- copies of bugs bunny's haunted castle on this card <laughs> it's like mm. your niche indie game knowledge is is, is crazy. <laughs> um okay should we do a podcast let's do a podcast in okay. three two one Hello Eves, new and old, and welcome to a very special episode of Gateway to the Universe as we celebrate our 100th episode. 100! 100! 
as usual, we will be guiding a anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. But I just thought we would say up top that this is a very special episode for us. We've been doing this for over two years now, almost mm. two. In fact, actually, looking at the date, yeah, mm. yeah, it's bang on two years. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> it's crazy, crazy world we live in. Two two bros can talk to no one over every week. <laughs> talk to my mother. <laughs> Uh, she says yeah. that you're uh, you're looking great, by the way, and that oh. uh, wait, looking great. This is an audio podcast. Where this is, is she? Where podcast. are the cameras? That's that's disturbing. Um, dun, yeah, thank dun, you all for dun. coming. If you haven't been here before, I'm the noob. I'm the anime um, uh, adversary. <laughs> the anime adversary. You're the Gary Oak of the podcast. I am the. Oh God, we need to get onto Gary Oak. Okay, so this episode we are talking about Pokemon. Um, as it is a special episode, we thought we'd go back to one of the um, original animes that brought us into the world. That um, I, that actually our Pokemon generation has my some, some familiarity. Yeah, it was um, uh, with. Yeah, it's it's an absolute classic. It's still going now. It's huge. It's mammoth. Sam, why would anyone want to watch Pokemon? It's Pokemon. <laughs> to be Pokemon. like, I, I, don't, I don't know how to dive into this. If you like. Uh, creature designs, collecting uh, many different types of creature to battle against another person. If you like pit bull fighting or cock fighting, but with a bit more of a fantastical twist on it. If you like young shonen protagonists heading audience. off into a... <laughs> I feel like... Yeah. But also it fits for Pokemon. Mm. Especially these first three episodes um, in terms of the damage that these creatures can do. Um, mm. If you like an adventure story, almost of a young boy who comes of age and heads out into the world to seek out adventure with a f- plethora of friends and <laughs> um, lifelong companions along the way, then Pokemon could be for you, or Digimon, or Yokai Watch, or Yu-Gi-Oh, or <laughs> Metabots, or Duel Masters. Or any of the creature, Dinosaur King, where they got the voice actor for Ash to be the protagonist again. Any <laughs> kind of monster collecting show, if you like that kind of thing, then yeah, Pokemon kind of kicked it all off, kicked it into high gear. And if you want to see where all that started, if you're a avid Digimon fan or an avid Monster Rancher enjoyer, then to see the franchise that kind of took the world by storm, Pokemon There's is also, the show but- for you. It's always funny. There's, there's, um, the TCG is huge again, and like collecting Pokemon cards, especially over like um, the pandemic and everything, has absolutely it's bigger than ever. And I, and it'd be really fascinating to to find out how many of the new TCG fans actually watched the original series because there's lots of young mm, kids yeah. now. Have they gone back and watched it, or are they watching the remastered stuff? Are they watching the new series, or are they have they actually That's gone back and watched question. the original? Because if they have, I remember there was a big moment in, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, when Netflix finally got the rights to the original Pokemon series. Yeah, and that's where I watched overnight, it. Overnight, yeah, like everybody like around our age, around our um, generation just went back and because of Netflix's binge culture mm. and because the episodes are only like 20 minutes a piece and they added a skip intro button, dun, dun, yeah. dun. Like, people were hammering through the entire first season of Pokemon like it was a hot knife through butter. Like, people who 
hadn't played a Pokemon game in 10 years were suddenly yeah. coming up and being like, oh yeah, I, I rewatched all of Pokemon. Isn't Charizard an asshole? And I'm like, <laughs> who are you? Where have you been for the past 15, 20 years? Like, I needed you. I yeah. needed you in my corner. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Um, yeah, big up Netflix for doing that, to be fair. I mean, not to like support huge companies that take childhood dreams and make money out of them but i was happy that they put them on because i wanted to i wanted to see them again and it's a nice nice platform to do so um okay so um shall we get into talking about the first three episodes uh-huh. Between 1785 and 1873. Oh, yeah, of course. Wow. Of course, for Life of the Kingdom of Italy. Oh, my God. Life. And had ten children. Ten children? <laughs> Who was this guy? If even one of those got into Pokemon, then that's like him <laughs> going bankrupt. I don't care if you're a senator for life in Italy, like a 10 child Pokemon habit is not something you can financially recover from. No, absolutely not. You'd have to drop them off at all of those um, little guys that look after your Pokemon and train them up for you. Into the daycare. <laughs> into the daycare center, yeah. Oh my God. Right, let's get into these first three episodes of okay. Pokemon. The first <laughs> Okay, well, so I'm curious, what's happening in these first three episodes? What's happening in the world of Pokemon? Oh, well, Who are we following? Who do we meet? It's what's it's that? iconic. It's it's the perfect opening. Ash, our boy wonder who wants to be the best Pokemon master of all time. He he's overslept. He's overslept on day one <laughs> of becoming a Pokemon trainer. He's finally able to oh. do it, and because hashtag relatable content. <laughs> because if what happens it's something with his alarm clock he drops it on the floor oh no he throws it in his dream he throws, he throws it, like it in his dream because <laughs> he's got a um voltorb alarm clock that he holds in his hand and then in his dream he throws a pokeball throws the voltorb breaks it and ergo he doesn't wake up for his alarm and therefore he gets stuck with a little old pikachu instead of the first mm. one of the original starters Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Charmander, for those that aren't aware. Mm. Um, the who's listening to this and is not aware of the first three? Who, who's listening to this and doesn't know who they... Because even if you're like a, a new fan of the games, the original Kanto starters are beaten over the head with you. Like oh, yeah. you go into the X and Y. <laughs> beaten over the... Like... The original Kanto starters are beaten over the head with you. They are... They are those, you, yes. those starters they are so They pick me, confused. Sam, up and they just <laughs> grab me and just hit the Charmander. But it's like, you want a Charmander? Here's your damn Charmander. <laughs> like, thank you, Mr. Pokemon Company. I yeah. love this. Yeah. So, you're absolutely right. Um, everyone knows them. So, he, he doesn't get the original three, and uh, Gary does, because um, Gary's there Gary, on time. Gary. And anyway, the first three, he is all focusing on Ash. He sets off on his journey and mm-hmm. immediately pisses off a load of Spearows. Um Gets chased yeah. down by a load of Spearows, steals Misty's bike, which I was very surprised at how early... Not very surprised, because I watched this relatively recently. But I was like, oh, Misty's in this from, like, day dot. Yeah, like, day one. Day one. Like, we need we need to get this boy a waifu. Get, <laughs> her, get her in there right there. And 
they have the audacity in episode two to follow up with not just one, but two more in the form of Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy. Oh, of course. Three, if you count Jesse. Four, if you also count James, which I am. <laughs> that uh, man's voice is silk. I feel like that would be five. Just just criticizing your maths. You've got Misty, Nurse Joy. Uh, Jenny. Jenny. Jesse. Jesse. And four James. of a few. Gen- yeah, and then James is five. Yeah. Yeah. He's in his own special category. Yeah, absolutely. Man of mystery. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he meets Misty and steals a bike. She gets annoyed and then she follows him around trying to get a new bike. And Ash, in episode two, Ash catches up with mum and Professor Oak um, for a little bit. That's that's fun. Um, and we mm-hmm. get Team Rocket, as you said, Jesse and James, they come along, who try to catch Pikachu. Oh, no, they don't. They try mm-hmm. to catch any Pokemon at that stage. Pikachu yeah. just demolishes them. So then... They then want Pikachu because he's able to use a broken electric, a broken bike's torch to charge. Diode to (laughs) charge himself up. Sure. They even say in the first episode, like, we don't care about your Pikachu, which I find really interesting given the thousand plus episodes where they explicitly care about his Pikachu. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It seems it's just, um, yeah, they, they just become obsessed with this one Pikachu because he's pretty damn strong, uh, which he is to be fair. But do you reckon there there was a point where like Team Rocket were on the edge of being like, okay, we could just give up now and just go anywhere else in the Kanto region. Mm. But there's like that sunk cost fallacy. Like they've been doing it for so yeah. long and chasing for like, where do you reckon the point is where they're just like, okay, we have to just commit to this forever now? It sounds pretty early to be honest. <laughs> like the end of episode, <laughs> episode two. three. Yeah, I'm going to follow this twerp. <laughs> so anyway, it ends with episode ends episode two with Ash trying to catch Caterpie, and in episode three he catches Caterpie, and we realise Misty wow. is afraid of bugs, and he then and goes on to the catch. Joke. That's the joke, and then he goes and catches Forever. Pidgeotto, and Team Rocket show up again, and they have their first proper mm. Pokemon battle. And well, it's not a proper Pokemon battle, is it? Will. Well, because no, it's because two on one. it's two on one. They're not following the Pokemon League rules, but it's it's a Pokemon. Battle. I also like that Ash just goes and swings for James. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. I wish that I'd happened more. In this. But then it's like they, they just laugh at him. Huh, only Pokemon can fight in a real battle. No, but I mean, physically, Ash is weak. But like, if he was strong, that's not true. Like, if, if you're there laying on the floor being pummeled by some six foot brick house. There, or Brock House. Like, if, if Brock's there... Brock House. If Brock's there, and he just lay, lays James out flat, he's not. James isn't going to go, huh, you're silly, only Pokemon can fight in a real, in a Pokemon battle. He just keeps saying it as yeah, Brock just yeah. keeps hitting him. It's just like, only yeah. Pokemon <laughs> can't... Just blood, teeth yeah. going everywhere. See, Jesse's I'm not affected at corner. all. Uh. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So that's I, the first I think three. these first three episodes do a good job. At least, maybe, I'm going to be a bit harsh. I don't think they do a very good job of the world building because everything that gets set up in these first three episodes inevitably gets thrown out the window later down the line. And that might be unfair because, you know, you're trying to get kids in. You're still trying to find your feet as a series based on a video game where you walk in four directions and fight creatures. Lots of stuff that happens here, like how dangerous Pokemon are out in the wild. 
the fact that Jesse and James's Pokemon start tearing computers to pieces and there's actual like it feels like there's it's a dangerous world to be living in. I feel like a lot of that falls away as the series progresses. Right. And almost kind of like what you kind of get yourself in for in these first three episodes almost feels I'm going to say almost isekai-ish in that Ash is going out into the world that he clearly has no idea about. Like somehow for this kid obsessed with Pokemon, he's got no clue about Pokedexes, about how dangerous these things actually are. Yeah. But then everything get I I guess maybe that's just because it grew to be bigger than just like a a niche cartoon in the 90s. But Pokemon's been sanded down a lot since then. And there's a lot Mm. more, it's a lot more kid friendly. I don't know. I just feel. So you think these are quite quite rugged episodes? These are quite like gritty episodes. I do. I think. I think especially the first one where like twenty Spearows start attacking them. Both of them are lying there at the end of the episode. It's not a heroic victory. They're both lying there, basically on the verge of death after these pigeons have just pecked them. Like, like yeah, it is brutal to death. It is a brutal um, way to introduce. Like the friendship between them, I do like how they do it. I think it's think it still hits because you just yeah, you you've got this you know stubborn Pikachu who just can't get to grips with Ash and doesn't want to be with him, um, and and we get a real you know insight into what one of the problems with Pokemon is in that it is slave labor and just sort of like um, yeah, you just yeah. kind of getting these things to fight. Until then, they're literally unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, Pikachu then chooses on his own to uh, attack the Spearows <laughs> and save Ash, who's, you know, doing everything he can to save Pikachu. So he reciprocates the the, uh, the gesture. Um, yeah. It's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting few episodes. Like, I, there's so much we could, we could get into. Um, first of Roads. all. What? roads they just roads. don't exist they don't exist they do city. walk through yeah but to be fair in the game like I, I, one of the big things that i think is interesting is the the uh creative license they take from the games and like mm, making the, the cities like actual metropolises and the, yeah the they're are, huge like, aren't they? dense and mm. yeah um but like just down like, the, the the opening of the first episode first of all when they've got the what is it? Nidorino and um, oh, versus Gengar and versus the, Gengar. It's the Game Boy screen. Yeah, that's such a That's nice a touch. great transition. Yeah, and it transitions that's to a real so Pokemon good. League battle. Um, and and yeah, it, it's it's it is all based on this game, and I think a lot of that means that you have to just put that put every every sort of thing that doesn't seem quite right to the side a little bit because they're trying it's such a fine balance isn't it to keep true to the game yet also make a compelling narrative because certain things yeah because some things just don't really fit um like ash always gets time because ash always gets his pokemon ball back when it the thing pops out it just gets sent back to his hand it just like returns to his glove it's like there's no explanation (laughs) yeah but even when yeah yeah and when in the game you lose your Pokeball, that's not fair. Yeah. Why does Ash get his Pokeball yeah. back and we don't? Protagonist powers. Protagonist powers, of course. But yeah, we're the protagonist of the game, Sam. We are. Are you a boy or a girl? Boy. 
Professor, <laughs> Professor Oak, please. I love the theory that Professor Oak's just got like dementia and he's like, here's, here's Gary. It's like, this is my grandson. What's his name again? <laughs> Dick Butt. Yeah, oh, yes, my grandson, Dick Butt. <laughs> my favorite okay, man. So why has Gary got like a whole a cheer squad? Cheer squad, yeah. He's not proven um, himself as anything yet. Is it just because he's Oak's son? Grandson? I think so. He's literally just like, he's got the clout and he's just running with it. But like, these it are like. It doesn't make sense. There's yeah. so many threads here as well. Like, Gary as the trainer and then the other three trainers that came before Gary. Yeah. Are mentioned frequently in these first three episodes. Like, oh yeah, this you're the fourth trainer from Pallet Town that we've yeah. seen. Like, yeah. today. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where are these other guys? I what a twist that would be if like later down the line it's just like surprise it's the Pallet Town original trio and they'll just like have to face out against Ash. Yeah, no, that would be good. Unfortunately, I don't think that happens. No, no. I'm waiting twenty years and still no. It'd be, he might be that... win it this time. He might do it. Will it could happen? <laughs> We've been saying this every time. He's <laughs> got a good uh, team this time. Well, that's that's good for him, you know. Um. Okay, so Professor Oak is a dick. Um, yep. Just really <laughs> driving home the fact that Ash was late and then yeah. it's his own it, fault. He just stands there and lets him choose every single Pokeball that's already empty. He's like, I'll choose this one. Nah, nah, it's empty, mate. Nah. Psych. <laughs> I'll choose this one then. Nah, 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 it's empty as well. <laughs> There's only three Pokeballs here. They're all empty. Why are you making me go through this ruse? Like, it's bullshit. <laughs> There is one other one. Where? Why didn't you have that one out? (laughs) At least there'd be a chance that I'd pick it. (gasps) Oh, he's such a... Yeah, because Oak at this point, he's... Hasn't done anything. Like, compared to the games, Oak turns up, he's the first person that you see, Mm. like, in the game. And he's there, he's like, I'm a professor of Pokemon. I'm going to teach you all about the world and, like, everything to do with catching and... Here are your type matchups, and this is how Pokemon battle works. In the anime, he's just this buffoon who gives Ash a faulty Pikachu and then rings him to go, are you in Viridian City? Oh, you're in Viridian City. Great, I'm going to go get my pizza now. Good luck. <laughs> like, Also, 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 there are only three starters, mm-hmm. yet four trainers have gone before Ash. That's because Gary is a cheating piece of shit, and he has an Eevee. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. But surely... But uh, did they, did they only ever treatment. get three? Are there only ever three new trainers? Like, did, or do they Every have duplicates? Year? Yeah. Also, you, you feel it's like Ash's birthday. Uh, like, are all the kids born on the same day? Or do all kids get assigned, this is your 11th birthday, because we need to give you a creature to go into the wild with? Or... Is it just coincidence that it's Ash's birthday and like that's the ceremony for this year's cohort? Mm. And it just happens that Ash turns eleven, turns ten on that exact day. Is it could 10? be, or I, I, it's eleven. I believe it's eleven. Harry Potter. But I do like the more uh, dystopian idea that this is a world inhabited by creatures that could destroy everything that you love immediately. There's a so Gary off are- right outside Pallet Town, so like. You have to be selective about when kids are had and when they come through. Because you send these 11-year-olds out, they might not come back. They might not even reach the next city. 
they might get eaten or killed by Spiro, and there are no adults there to help them. Arguably, Eleven is too young to send them out then. <laughs> nah. Train them up fine. from... Like, they have Ash's even... dad took four days to get there, and he survived. Just, yeah. I guess, yeah. maybe. But, but Sam, they are literally getting their Pokemon. Give them their Pokemon before they go out. Let them train it up before they get sent out into the world. It's absolutely ridiculous logic. It is it's... a fascinating society. We have mm. instant matter teleportation that can teleport a Pokeball yeah. with a creature that is bigger than an 11-year-old child mm. captured inside it in energy form, and yet they're still sending children out into the wilderness with Off nothing but a backpack and two pairs of underpants. Yeah. Like, Speaking of which, mum is extremely keen to get rid of him, so she doesn't care. She's just like, yeah, yeah, here you go, you go. With Oak. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Get out of town. Yeah. Get out of town, you little scamp. Me and Professor Oak have got business to take care of. <laughs> Making you a brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Have you heard of the uh, the fan theory that Ash is dead? Um, no. Please do tell. So there is a, a semi-popular fan theory based off the first episode in that Ash whilst defending Pikachu from the Spearow, ends up dying. Mm-hmm. And the reason okay. we uh, he sees Ho-Oh, the big golden mm-hmm. bird flying yeah, ahead, yeah. is because he has died. Um, and Ho-Oh is the phoenix and, and whatnot. And as a last uh, wish for Ash, Ho-Oh allows Ash to live out his dreams as a Pokemon master, which is why he is not aged in 20 years <laughs> and why he's able to go to all these wonderful places and battle and be the very best like no one ever was well that is very sad uh, that makes that makes me sad poor ash um yeah it, or everything happened possible. in one year or everything <laughs> happened in one year i mean i think the other the other um thing that would go against that is the fact that he doesn't become a master for so long like it, it just, he fails so many times he's got confidence issues okay <laughs> yeah yeah and goes in so hard on so many bad decisions um throughout the series that uh yeah mm. be interesting if it was a dream that uh, it's um like could like you imagine this season ends he just wakes up yeah oh god um okay so where do we go next pokemon ash collects pikachu he then goes off um gets Professor the canopy. he what he sees a canopy he gets the canopy. He gets the canopy. What does he fail to get first? Um, the Pidgey. And then the, the Pidgey. Yeah, the Pidgey first. Then he and throws the on... Why it. doesn't the Pokeball... Oh, no, he throws a rock at the Spearow. Why does he throw a rock at the Spearow? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's he hoping to happen there? I'll weaken it. That's his, that's his goal, isn't it? I'm going to Bang! Oh, my <laughs> if God. the Spearow just died. Just yeah. Bleeding out on the floor. Just like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Oh, that'd be brutal. Um, one's harsh. It's a harsh world. He's just doing the Safari Zone, dude. Like, in the Safari Zone in the first game, you could throw bait or you could throw rocks and then you could throw a Safari Ball. So he's he's just playing to the game. To the troops. True. Why yeah. not? Um, Officer Jenny comes along in episode two, I think. Yep. And, and is immediately ready to arrest this child. Yeah, yeah, because Team Rocket are in the area. So she's got to... Um, she's got to be looking out for suspicious characters and he's carrying Pikachu in his arms, not in a Pokeball. Um, yeah. Weirdo. Yeah, and she's got um, 
she she lives the action lifestyle like everything is a 10 for her it's like oh my god <laughs> what are you doing you're under arrest oh my god you've got a pikachu it's hurt we need to get it to a med- pokemon pokemon center oh my god we're gonna go get straight the into bike. the foyer <laughs> park up at reception <laughs> i love that this is like it's almost implied by the way that joy talks to her that this isn't the first time that she's like burst through the front doors yeah so just i keep telling you <laughs> to use the driveway use the driveway next time <laughs> please stop this yeah yeah she's she's very full-on team rocket are as bad as ever yeah i mean they turn up i mean at least at this point they're somewhat threatening because they've got this big snake and this big ball of toxic gas that's actually destroying parts of the center but then, yeah, their motivations are pretty unclear. It's just gather Pokemon. We're Pokemon thieves. We're going to steal the Pokeballs and then run away. And Meowth hasn't been explained at all at this point. He's just no. He's just a talking, a talking Meowth. Yeah, why not? Even in the first episode, Ash is like, "Is the only thing you can say your name?" Then you're just like every other Pokemon. Yeah. One episode later, surprise! Some of them can talk, except no, they can't. No. Just this one. We've seen five Pokemon. One fifth of those can talk. So <laughs> that 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 doesn't extrapolate to the rest of the universe, unfortunately. But um, yeah, um, I did think that the range of Pokemon that we see in the first few episodes is quite good. Like they're not just going okay. So in the game, you only see these guys first, and then in the next place, you see these guys. Like that Ash, ha- like we said, Ash has the Voltorb. Uh, alarm clock we see the nidorino and the gengar and onyx as well there's a dodrio as the town rooster um we there's see a couple um, of like yeah, a Snor- snorlax uh cushion that he's that he's laying on in the very first episode yeah yep. so like th- there's clearly thought into the fact that pokemon are popular not just sequentially like they're they're thinking that what if if this was a world where Pokemon existed, there would be merchandise of various different types. And that exists everywhere, not just in the place that you would find them in the games, for example. Yeah. Um, so I think that that bit of attention to detail is pretty cool. And yeah. the fact that we then get blasted with Pokemon names at the end of every episode suddenly <laughs> is like, what? okay, I, I think I caught one of those guys. I recognize that guy from earlier in the episode. Yeah, the the um, ED, if we're going to get into it, the Pokemon rap is the just great rap. marketing. It's just great marketing. Just, just genius. Like, just throw all just, the Pokemon. What if I just say all the Pokemon names on yeah. beat? Yeah. I'll give you $1,000. Done. Yeah. How, how, we want a song, a catchy song. You know, we've got the OP, the OP set. Everyone loves the OP. We need, we need something for the ED that's going to really drill home what these Pokemon are and what they're called. Okay, how about we say their names over and over? Yeah, that could work. That could work. Go for Genius. It. You're hired. I, I already work here, sir. So, yeah. Catch them, catch them. Gotta, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon. Um, yeah, ED. I guess let's go into those ED and OP. Um, okay. ED is fine. Poker app is iconic at this point as brainwashing an entire generation of kids to know the original 150 pokemon yeah i feel like you could you do how much would you back yourself to like sit down and do all the original pokemon names not sequentially but just all 150 i wouldn't back myself that hard i think i'd always forget a few um i think i i think i'd do all right if i had enough time um yeah 
I think I do all right, but I don't think I'd get them all because I'm just, I'd always forget something. Um, mm. You? I imagine you'd get them all. I'd back myself to get at least like 95% right. Yeah. I think so- I'd forget something like a Doug Trio or something. I'd forget yeah. like Diglett. Or hit yeah. or like a like a Porygon, I think. Like a rogue Ooh. guy that you don't often see. I'd be like, ah, balls. Yeah, I think um I, I, and we're assuming here spelling isn't gonna be counted because it's Oh yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'd be dropping dropping letters left, right, and centre. Um Yeah. It's a it's a it's a good it's a good ED. You get to see them see all of the ones flash up, you get to see images of them, it's just great for the mm-hmm. uh for the noob to come in and be like, hey, look at all these cool guys. I wonder what that can do. I wonder what that can do. And it, it, God, yeah, it must be it's fun. a little bit humorous as well. It must God, be fun guy, to the, the... Uh, create these Pokemon though. Like as, as a job to be to be coming up with all of these different oh, yeah. different kinds of Pokemon. Like what animal can we mimic this on? What utensil can we... <laughs> this is Sporkle. It's, it's a fork and it's a spoon a spork, Pokemon. But it's also a fairy type. So it's yeah. going to kill all your dragons. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, again, it's just that perfect design philosophy of, of Pokemon where it's, okay, we're going to, okay, here's form one, it's Charmander. Form two, Charmeleon, it gets a bit bigger, a bit more muscular, kind of a bit more threatening. Charizard, big wings, fangs, whatever. Yeah. Versus at the same time, we had Digimon going where it's like, okay, here's Gabamon. Here's Gabamon with a knife in its hand. Here's Gabamon strapped with guns and metal. <laughs> it's like... But also bigger and dragon form. Paths. And dragon form, of course. Yeah. It's just, it's good stuff. What what do you think of the original Pokemon designs? Because there's a lot of kind of controversy nowadays with new Pokemon generations coming out where right. people are like, oh, your designs are so unoriginal. Oh, like, it's so hard. Trash can. It's so hard when you've got that many now to keep them completely original. I think they've become a lot more detailed in order to add things to them that the originals didn't have. Mm. I think the original was so simplistic and, you know, you could see them very, very silhouetted. I think it's hard. I think that was always the key, wasn't it? Like you see them, see the mm. silhouette and you know the Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've used it in their own, in their own show. So, um, I think, I mean, even in episode one, you see the outline of Spiro uh, in who's all blacked out and it's like, that's a Spiro, not a Pidgey. Um, and the that's fact different. that you can distinguish based on that is just a credit to the art. Um, and I think Ken Sugimori was the uh, designer for the orig- all of the original Pokemon, pretty much. Um, oh. And he stayed on for Gen, I think maybe two and three before right. he started getting assistance for the later Pokemon Gens. Yeah. But his art- artwork is, just as you say, perfect, silhouetted, wonderful. Yeah. Even if it's it really is just cool. a pigeon. Even if it is just a pigeon. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 it's hard for me to criticize too much because i think once you've gone through all of the, the silhouetted and simple for a reason and once you have used once you've gone through a range of those it becomes harder and harder like it, mm. i'd like to see people do better like it, it's <laughs> yeah internet do better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i have seen people um on tiktok and stuff who are creating like um they're, they're going back like i saw one though is like going back to their childhood drawings of pokemon and reinventing them and they you know they're good mm. artists they're good sort of graphic designers and um stuff so they've they've copied the pat the stylings and turned their pokemon into real sort of oh, cool real ones made, um, made their own fake mons yeah yeah fake mons yeah exactly yeah that's what they call them so um 
Yeah, and I think they're really impressive. I think they do a really good job. But again, I think you have to add more detail to make them look a bit different. Like some of their, mm. some of them do have similarities with the originals or, or even just later gens. And it's like, I haven't seen that before. But like, Christ, how 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 different can you We're be? A thousand when... plus here at yeah. this point. Like, <laughs> and without I, I creating think new... a lot of arguments. I was going to say mm-hmm. without creating new um, types and stuff. But even then, like, all the types have such unique stylings anyway. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. What were you going to say? Yeah. Uh, even with, like, um, the original set, you look at some of them, it's like, uh, yeah, Ratata is just a rat that is purple. You've got a mm-hmm. bird, two different types of bird. You've got a, a blob of sludge called Grimer, and then it evolves into a bigger pile of sludge called Muck. And it's like... Yeah. Pokemon designs have always had the really, really good ones, the iconic ones, like your Charizards and your Mewtwo's. But mm. then you've also got your ones that kind of sit in the background and don't get much play. Mm. And I think people, every generation, forget that. They're always mm. like, oh, but the originals were always iconic. It's like, really? Was Hypno iconic to you? Did you like that guy? No, nobody did. I liked Alakazam. Like, he was cool. And then he got his mega form, and he's like, "I have fifteen spoons. Look at all the ice cream I can eat." I well, like, who's who's going out. back and thinking? Oh, you know who who is the best character design? Diglett, Voltorb, <laughs> Voltorb. Yeah. What if I was a ball? What if my evolution was a ball, but upside down? Yeah, Paris. Yeah, Qua- Paris. Paris got a, a new lease of life in the new I Pokemon know. Arceus game because he was so aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, there was I a died giant to that thing more there. times than I care to admit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. Can't criticize too what much. What did you think to the... Okay, so we talked about the designs of the, the first gen, but like in these first three episodes, the range of Pokemon that we see, what did you think about trying to... Because the aim of this show is to get kids in and to get them invested in Pokemon and wanting to play Pokemon. Yeah. Do you think that there's enough variety initially to get them involved in being like oh i want to do that yeah i think so and, and i think as the from what i remember of the series after episode three i know we're only judging the first three but after three i think it does get pretty quick with like showing showcasing a lot of different types um mm-hmm. and I, th- I think it doesn't go too much so that like you don't appreciate any of them i think it's got a nice balance so yeah there's not there's not like we see Misty's Goldeen come out and that doesn't do anything. We see, I think, I think they could have done more with the Pokemon center. Like they could have had quite a few mm. different types around in the background. So we can see a whole range. Yeah. Other, other trainers and other trainers, but also like, like, yeah. And when Pikachu's getting healed, there could be a background of like some other people being some other Pokemon being healed by other, other members of the staff or whatever. And um, just generally more. And like the Pokeballs that get thrown, um that ash throws there could have been some more interesting pokemon there and there's just like a whole pack yeah. of pikachus that are being yeah, just used there to being go around enslaved the for their electricity <laughs> yeah, yeah that that machine was designed specifically for pikachus so it's don't be giving me mm. this is an emergency situation it's not like you had that el- treadmill hooked up to the power just randomly oh this is something we had for a project just in we- case yeah. yeah yeah you know don't question it please yeah, yeah. I, I'm uh, for one. I'm enjoying uh, watching Ash's tab rack up because so far he's got one alarm clock, 
uh, one bike and an entire medical facility <laughs> that he is now owing money for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has, yeah. Well, wait, hold on. Are you telling me he has to pay for his own alarm clock? Well, I mean, he's he's old enough to go out into the world. He's he's going to fight some trainers and get some poker dollars. Yeah, but if I like, if I break my alarm clock, I'm then, then not then putting it on my own tab. I'm just saying, oh no, I've broken my alarm clock. I'll have to go without. He doesn't need one at the minute well, anyway. You still have to spend money to buy a new alarm clock. Like... If you want a new alarm clock, but he's left home. He's yeah, sleeping he... in the wild. Also, where is Ash getting wow. his money? This is a big question. Yeah, how's he eating? Does he eat in these first three? I don't think no. he does. He doesn't Can't eat. He's, he's, he's 10 years old. Where's he getting Where's he getting his money from? Is mum just sending it to him all the time? Because in the show, in the game, don't you send money to mum? Sugar daddy. Who's the sugar daddy? (laughs) Professor Oak. Professor Oak is a sugar daddy. Maybe. Maybe like you you get like a black card and you can just go into somewhere and be like, I'm a Pokemon trainer. Give me food. I mean, there is free healthcare, so we know it can't be America. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair true i think in the games at least yeah you're right you send money back to mum like you get the poker dollars which are like basically japanese yen um like in the way that it's stylized right but um yeah in the show i don't think they ever call attention to their need for cash i think that they just always have food and they have camping equipment and they just get healed for free like but on that is is ash's camping equipment in his backpack because that's a very small bag is this what communism looks like where everyone just world everyone just helps out everyone else because like they they do eat later on (laughs) they do eat in in later series but it's usually just through generosity of other people like come in for some food or help you out yeah brock's always hungry or like yeah or he's always cooking something and it's like oh, where yeah. are you getting your ingredients from i think huh we've done it <laughs> we snuck communism into the u.s under the guise of pokemon <laughs> what's the pokemon that's a mushroom paris no paris Among... has mushrooms growing on his back but amugus gloom 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 yeah vile gloom. yeah so they're actually Oddish, gloom, Oddish. yeah, Oddish and Vileplume. Yeah. So, um, do you think Brock's ever cooked one of them? <laughs> just, just like chop the leaves off the top, like peeling a potato, and then just yeah. chuck the little blob into the pan. <laughs> well, well, not to be too spoilery, but later down the line in season one, there's a Titanic-esque uh, ship oh, yeah. crash, yeah, and they consider eating James's Magikarp. <laughs> yeah. and i'm fairly confident when they get to the league they've got like magic deep fried magikarp skewers oh my god yeah see they're they're animals they're creatures they're and edible if you go into the game law like they talk about how tasty various pokemon are and how pokemon like eat other pokemon so yeah maybe that's what they're doing i maybe need nourishment oh my god i need some tauros meat Mm. <laughs> yeah tender Ten- a tender steak of tauros oh chopping up some fine uh Tor- <laughs> weeping bell tauros a bit the, of that the, tauros accoutrements yeah oh, God. what pokemon yeah. do you think is the tastiest 
Um, so you've got your shellfish, haven't you? You've got you've got like Squirtle. You could you could like cook him up, fry him in his they own shell. They do say that the Galapagos tortoise was one of the tastiest things ever, like ever eaten. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's that, where I was going that with that. Tracks. Sure. Um, I mean, the bird. Everything tastes like chicken. So Pidgey's your chicken. There you go. Pidgey, yeah. Spearows, Spearows, your pheasants, all of that. No, no, because we have unpheasant as an actual pheasant. <laughs> Wait, unpheasant is a pheasant? Uh-huh. Well, that, that... Counterproductive, I know. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, I reckon getting a slab of like Dragonite thigh or something would be like... Mm. Yeah, I think that would be tough. I reckon tough. the rare of the Pokemon. The rare of the Pokemon. I mean, that would like definitely the, put the, the price the grade up, of like me. caviar. Like yeah, a, like... yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if... <laughs> Like a dragon, dragonite, yeah. Or Moltres like, cooks itself, so you're getting like the ultimate Kentucky Fried Chicken with like a Moltres <laughs> leg. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's brutal. So, like, do you think like the? Can you imagine the, the the Pokemon movie just changes completely, and it's like we've now got new. Let's see what it tastes like. Let's, <laughs> Gordon, they just pin it down and just like Gordon, Gordon Ramsay comes out. No, this is how you prepare a Mew, and he just starts chopping. <laughs> Just uh, ash like covered in blood, just yeah. like horrified. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, man. maybe that's maybe that's the side of Pokemon you don't see. The cuisine Pokemon for the next generation. <laughs> Let's cook Pokemon. Let's talk a little bit about game. the the levels then, because like in okay. the Pokemon the game, you can train up your Pokemon so that it increases in levels. We don't really get any explanation as to that's how the the system works mm. that you. It's it's supposed to be. It seems like they're trying to make it more realistic and holistic. Like they're just more powerful because they've trained more, rather than this is a yeah. level fifteen versus a level seven or whatever. Like initially, it almost kind of works out that way because if you're catching a Pidgeotto, then that means you're getting at least like a level sixteen ish type Pokemon. Yeah, which explains why the Pidgeotto goes full Dragon Ball Z mode against Ekans and Coughing. Like it's zipping around, it's like doing yeah. all these cool. But moves. still loses when a Caterpie succeeds. Yeah, and then this is the other thing that the anime takes a lot of liberties with is like how moves work. Because yeah. I love String Shot, the move that reduces my opponent's speed by one <laughs> level, but in this can completely <laughs> incapacitate three separate Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength there. Um, it does seem a bit sort of protagonist biased, like Ash's. Yeah. So in tune with his poem. Poem? Pokemon. He's with his poem. <laughs> He's so I in tune with you, his poetry. Pikachu. Um that he can they, that he can just encourage them to do beyond what is capable beyond what it beyond what it should be capable of. Yeah. And that is using the move that it should have used from the outset. <laughs> yeah. Spider Caterpie. Spider Caterpie. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's interesting as well that Ash picks up Caterpie and uh, Pidgeotto because usually if you were playing the games, that's probably quite likely what you are going to pick up along the way. Yeah. And the first few games were notoriously difficult. Like the choke point for most new players is hitting the first gym um, because if you didn't have something called Squirtle or Bulbasaur, you were getting your ass handed to you by Brock who only <laughs> used rock Pokemon, which you haven't seen up until this point. And watching ash pick up those same pokemon is like oh yeah he's got some some cool guys but if you've played the games is that 
at the back of your mind, you're like, he's got a Pikachu, a Pidgeotto, and a Canopy. Yeah. He's going to get rocked. <laughs> he's going to get his ass beat. Um, he's going to get brocked. Hey, hey, did you notice that Brock's name is similar to Rock? What? Yeah. And he I, has. I, I, mean, I, mean, I need you to break that down for me. Okay, so, so I, Rock. I, I don't get it. I don't. Rock what? is. Rock sounds like Brock and. Okay, Brock, Brock has a R. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh, Brock uh-huh. has but Rock. <gasps> and he has but Rock Pokemon. Holy crap. I know. Are we the first person. Like, I th- look, honestly, I think out? we might. Yeah, I, I think we might be. I think we've, we've cracked. Oh my God, Will. Yeah, we've done it. Misty. <laughs> Misty. Yeah. What's missed if not water persevering? Persevering? And she, it's and really she determined water. <laughs> it's really determined what is sticking around. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, that is, that is true. And Ash is someone who gets burned at every opportunity. <laughs> It's very true. Everybody <laughs> is laying into poor Ash. Our little hero is just bullied by the professor, by Misty, by Jesse and James, yeah. even by his own Pikachu for the majority yeah. of it. Yeah, he's true. He's doing his best, isn't he? <clears throat> he's like, hey, Pikachu only only lets me touch him. He's, he shocks everyone. At- oh, okay. He likes you. Oh, okay. Damn it. Wow. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Speaking cool, of Pikachu, cool, cool. when he first picks him up, the ball has a lightning bolt on it. Yes, and then it disappears forevermore. Yeah. It's a shame. Would have been cool to see that on all of the Pokeballs. Like just their type. Yeah. Would have just been a nice We one. also see a weird uh during the Nidorino and um Gengar fight, um mm. the silhouetted character, Bruno from the Elite Four in right. Gen One. All right. Uh he nice. actually throws a green topped Pokeball, which we never see again. Oh yeah. Just you know, again, finding their feet, figuring out what it's gonna look like. Yeah, it's strange. I don't really, from what I remember of the first series, I don't really remember any explanation that there are other Pokeballs, like Great Balls and all of that sort of stuff. No, we don't get any of that until really Johto, when uh, Mm. it's the Apricorns that you can craft into like Heavy Balls and Water Balls. Um, And even then, they don't, like most other trainers use Pokeballs, not um, variants. Yeah. It's only really been recently in like the Pokemon Generation series and in um, some of the more recent shows where they've actually changed up the type of Pokeballs being used for, um, if it's more like OVA style. If it, the main series still tends to stick with um, regular Pokeballs for everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think there's only one thing left to finish off on. What's that? Oh, the OP. The OP. Yeah. Of course. What did you think to, I, I don't know what it's called. I guess Pokemon OP1, I guess it's probably called. It's not really got a name. Um, What do I think? I mean, I have listened to this song so many times in my lifetime. Um, yeah. At various stages through various reiterations of what I would call my Pokemon experience. Um, It's iconic in every sense. It's probably the most iconic song in my life, I think like wow genuinely i don't think there's a song that i would go that hits harder like it's so yeah so good like yeah 
I don't know, from that first guitar riff coming in, just that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Everyone knows it. Like, I remember when we were at university and it came on in a, in a nightclub once. I think, I think, oh my, in home, it came, it, oh, it was mad. Yeah. We went down to the cheesy floor and it was just, it, it came on and everybody was just like singing along to it. It was just yeah. like that perfect moment of like every 90s kid like had like this brain link and just started belting it out. Yeah. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. <laughs> And yeah. you know what? There's actually some pretty good animation in here. Like yeah, that first agreed. few cuts of Mewtwo and Mew flying over the earth and Pikachu running through all those legs. Yep. Like they tried. And obviously this is the English dub that we've been watching because yeah. it's so nostalgic. But it was the same for the Japanese opening. They showed the same shots and they worked hard to make it stand out. Just incredible scenes. And and the and you know what? I think the thing that really cements this as being such an iconic opening is the fact that in the Japanese anime, it got to season like 21 or whatever it was. And the official Japanese opening was a cover of the original English opening. Wow. Okay. So it's 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 become that popular that it's almost circled back around and has kind of become the theme for all of Pokemon now. Even so much so that we're kind of now in an era of pokemon where we're leaning back into the gotta catch them all aspect of it rather than just the playing and fighting and monster raising so, right yeah mm. yeah it's a good yeah it, it sticks in the brain does it a um, good song does it foreshadow the end of the first movie with the p- big empty pokemon stadium and like the dark dark oh, and ash sort of, standing there yeah i guess it's more of a reference to the end of the main series with ash standing there and having that that doesn't happen yeah it doesn't happen at the end of season one though does it that's like well the indigo league yeah yeah indigo league is the end of season one that's how it ends and then it goes into because technically season one is actually up until the end of johto right okay according to like the way that they split it on i just don't remember that scene Oh, no, no, it, okay, that's an OP original. Oh, okay. okay. He never stands there in the middle by himself, like with the hat, the hat down and like yeah. looking all somber. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm. iconic. Oh, cool. Uh, that's it for me, really. I think the only th- things I wanted to shout out was that the animation is pretty good throughout the three episodes. I didn't yeah. see much repeated animation. And for the time, you know, as a kid's show that didn't know it was about to run for a thousand plus episodes they put some effort in and it looks yeah. good. It's got a nice style. The creatures all move in a nice way. Oftentimes with these sorts of properties, like they introduce a, like one of the monsters that you can catch and it looks like the picture from the game and it doesn't really move much other than that. But here right. we see Pikachu in all sorts of different angles. We see swooping Spiro and Gyarados swimming through the river. Like they take time to actually realize these creatures in this anime space, which I greatly appreciated yeah yeah that's 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 pretty true i would go along with that i think um this show is is just yeah Uh, actually we'll get into the big three questions let's let's make a decision and uh we'll 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 go from there okay well it's our big three questions uh where we talk about concept and execution 
Is this show a good idea and has it been executed in a way that is nice to look at, nice to experience? We talk about turnoffs, anything that could uh, dissuade a new viewer from carrying on with this. And then finally, compelability. Do we want to watch more of this show? Uh, so to kick things off, concept and execution, what do you think? So this is the biggest um, what, 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 in, biggest franchise in history. Um, ever. Ever. Um, as far as like uh, cinematic or... Um, did yeah like merchandise merchandising everything and, yeah ev- everything it's absolutely huge so i don't really think anyone can criticize it as being a bad concept they've and and bad execution either because it's they've, they've managed to make this goliath of a um property out of what is essentially cartoon monsters um it's yeah. it's very basic in premise you've got different types of monsters across the world that you've got to try and catch. And then you can use them to fight against each other, depending on their specific type and abilities. And you want to be the best trainer of them all. Great. Let's go. And then the way the show introduces them, the way the show puts that sort of, um, you know, wide eyed young protagonist into the equation where he's just, he wants mm. to go out there and learn about the world and, and, and be engrossed in it. Um, is just prime bait for anyone wanting that sort of euphoria and exploration and that sort of sensation of, um, I don't know, excitement around exploring. There's a real new... sense of adventure sense coming of adventure. into it. That's like, what I'm looking for. Absolutely. If, if a sense you of adventure. compare it to the game as well, like where the game is this very rudimentary, basic 2D RPG, I think the game does a, sorry the anime does a great job of expanding what could only be seen in 2d into this kind of fleshed out real world and it it does take liberties definitely but it takes the concept of traveling the world as a young boy with these creatures and breathes life into it in a way that i don't think many other video game adaptations manage to pull off okay yeah no i'd agree um I mean, I haven't got the exposure as they have. I haven't got the exposure that you have uh, when it comes to other other properties. But um, yeah, I think I think there's something. And you know what? I really like the characters. I like that they've got their little quirks. Like Misty doesn't mm-hmm. like bugs, and Ash is a complete idiot. Um, <laughs> like the amount of times <laughs> things need to be that. reiterated to him and like explained again and again, which is for Ash and definitely not for the audience. Um, it's, mm, it's every it's, episode. Every episode. Hello, three and four year olds. Yeah. Um, you need to battle the Pokemon first, Ash. You need to attack it first. <laughs> uh, I know what I'm doing. See, I can throw a Pokeball at it. No, you've got the Birds type eat wrong. worms. <laughs> and you <laughs> sent a worm against a bird. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> but yeah, apart from... Yeah, I, I agree. That, like, it, you're completely right with the... the it, it's a multi-billion dollar enterprise at this point, And that's built off of a very strong concept of go out into the world, have this adventure with these creatures that can also be your friends. I think that's the key point that Pokemon hammers home in that first episode is the bond that Ash and Pikachu share over nearly dying together. Is that, hey, these aren't just tools. They think they're creatures that you can look after and befriend and they'll get stronger in response to your friendship, which didn't really track in the games. It was just fight, fight, fight. So introducing that new element to the show 
meant that when it's almost like it creates this Ouroboros eating its own tail, people mm-hmm. then who then play the games can start to imagine yeah, this relationship with the Pokemon yeah. that they've got. Yeah, they care more. That's why we see this explosion of Nuzlocke runs with the video games. Yeah. Because people name the Pokemon, get attached to them, and then almost similar to these first few, like if a battle goes badly, their Pokemon is gone. Like rather than just in the games where it's like you can brute force your way through by just healing enough. Yeah. And I think the anime taking that and fleshing that aspect out in the way that it did, not only did it create Pikachu, who's almost as well known as Mickey Mouse as yeah. a mascot character, it's created thousands of people who, when you say, what anime do you want to live in? Most people say Pokemon. They go, I want to go to the world of Pokemon. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It affected an entire generation. It gave us all brain rot. <laughs> For these Japanese monsters. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, so apart from giving us brain rot, are there any t- other turnoffs that uh, someone might not want to watch Pokemon because of? I guess it is very much of the time. It is like by the book um, monster adventure. Yeah. Get the partner, fight some monsters, get some friends. But I think there's nothing in these first three episodes unless you're like really allergic to the dub and like the attempts to make a joke out of everything every three seconds. Yeah. I don't think that there's much else that can kind of deter you because it, I don't know. These first three episodes are very functional. I guess maybe it meanders a bit. Like after the first episode, episodes two and three could have been just one thing combined. Yeah. Yeah. But I think so pacing maybe. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Knowing where the series goes and knowing that there is a lot of meandering and a lot of side quests and stuff. Mm. Um, there is that element to it and you can't help but think about that when you watch these first three. Um, but I think the age range that it's aimed at, I think it's like I was when we when I mentioned about the characters, those nuances of the characters, those aren't things you really remember until you go back and watch it. So I think as a kid, mm. it's got everything it needs to hook someone in and I don't think... Yeah, if we're oh, going yeah. on to the final question, I don't think those will hold it back much because the audience it's going for isn't going to be aware enough of that for, for it to... Mm. Like, they'll enjoy the episodes for being fun, colourful, and um, have cool monsters fighting each other and, you know, funny quips here and there. And that's what that's what it's going for, really. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say, like, it is a very compelling show. I mean... I'm sitting here and across from where I'm recording from, I have a, like a Pikachu plushie like hanging off of a, hmm. like a covered door. Yeah. Like clearly, and again, full bias, like this is a franchise that has, for better or worse, shaped a lot of my childhood growing up and my young adolescence. And even now I'm still, I'll still visit the Pokemon Center in Osaka. I'll still pick up like merchandise if I think that it looks cool. Like, yeah, it is a very big franchise that has earned its status because it started here and this start we see the seeds of the quality rooted in both the anime and in how well the games were received yeah 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 Mm -hmm. very good very good i think i think this absolutely does enough to get into the universe um there's no way we cannot put pokemon into into the universe it is the original gateway for us and yeah so many across the world and still today it's getting people into anime um so we uh so yeah that's um i I think i think that's that's it as far as pokemon's concerned 
Um, Absolutely. Well, well done to Pokemon, who probably doesn't need any more praise than it already gets. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of makes me sick to put it into the universe, but there we go. Um, Buy Pokemon. <laughs> Buy more Pokemon. Get Scarlet and Violet. Buy all the merchandise. So me and Sam are going to talk a little bit in Slice of Life about what we've been up to. If you've enjoyed Pokemon as much as we have, let us know what you think about the show. Um, you can hit us up on Instagram. What starter would you pick? Which starter would you... Sam, which power starter would you pick? I know we were going to discuss this at length, but quickly, what would you pick? Oh, yeah. Uh, Charmander. Yeah. Hands down. Uh, yeah? Ash was going to pick Squirtle. Can you believe that? I mean, but... He yeah, walked but in there full of piss and vinegar and said... I'm going to pick Squirtle as my starter. Isn't Blastoise like the statistically better Pokemon? Nah. Isn't Charles he? has got wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think, I think I would always be Charmander growing up. And um, yeah, I think I probably would be the same just to get my hands on that beautiful Charizard. Um, yeah. So if you guys have a different opinion, please hit us up and let us know your thoughts on Instagram and Twitter at Gateway to the Anniverse. Um, and if you're not sticking around for Slice of Life, we'll see you next week for another episode of Gateway to the Atlas. Hello and welcome to Slice of Life, Will, where we just kind of have a bit of a catch up and we talk about what we've been watching or reading or doing or visiting over the past week or two. Um, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um... Not too much, to be honest. I've been continuing with One Piece a little bit. Um, <gasps> yeah, dipping into yes. that. So uh, I'm not. I'm not much further on. I think I'm on chapter forty six, forty seven ish. Um, okay, good. So trekking my way through that, which is fun. Um, Have you met Sanji yet? Yes, I've met Sanji. Yes, let's go. <laughs> so I'm assuming he joins the crew. I'm in the middle of his arc at the minute. So we're we're nah, on the he ship. Dies. He dies. <laughs> Luffy is uh, now working on the ship. Um, they've we've had um, the big bad pirate. They've just Don fed Krieg. Don Krieg. They've just fed him, um, and that's where I've got up to. So uh, exciting stuff to come. I'm sure. Nice. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I've been watching a lot of sports. To be honest, been watching a lot of football. I've been playing a bit of football recently. Um, mm. Been. What else have I been doing? Not much else, not much else. Something might come to mind um, when you're talking. What have you been up to, Sam? I also have been taking part in uh, in football, Will. I have been watching the brand new show, Blue Lock. <laughs> which of is course, all about which you sent football. me screenshots of and quotes. By the way, I did appreciate your uh, meme the other day that you sent. It was very good. I shared Lucy. Oh, very good. Thank you. Um, Thank it you. was very accurate. <laughs> I'm doing my best to uh, to assimilate to my new role as the football guy yes. uh, amongst the friend group. <laughs> okay, cool. So how much, what, what, please go into detail about this show. What is, how, okay, how, how are you learning things about football from this ridiculous <laughs> anime that seems Here, to play here's the thing. small game modes? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> okay, good. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so Blue Lock is a series, which is, I guess it's, I've seen people call it the anti-Haiku in that whereas Haiku was all about power of friendship and working hard and achieving your dreams. Blue Lock is what if I was the star and what if I kicked everybody else around me into the dirt so that I can be the star. Oh, cool. And it's brilliant. 
Cool. Like, they keep throwing out names like Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi and, like, all these other famous football players to try and inspire these kids. And the idea is 300 um, up-and-coming soccer players from Japan have been brought in to Blue Lock, this training facility. And the idea is to create the ultimate superhero striker. And so they go through all these trials where it's like Hunger Games, but through football matches and... um, challenges and right. this episode that we just had it's the first match that they've had to play and everybody there has been picked because of their their ability to be a striker yeah and so they're now having to play all 11 positions but all of them are strikers <laughs> yeah that's what that, that was my next question okay good right. <laughs> so they're all they're all and playing so, in the wrong position except for one or two except for one who uh so for the protagonist so they're playing a lone striker rock, um so what formation they're playing they all playing? 11 so what they've done is they've done uh, they've got lone striker and then they do the midfielders, defenders, and the keeper. Like they basically they rock paper scissors to choose what role they're going to play, and yeah. the protagonist. But they don't go into like striker for this game. They don't get into like here's playing what, a four four two or because if they're playing one up yeah, top, I, then they kind of do. They show it like there's there's like one and then like three three however many i don't know like there was like there was rows of where everybody was playing so like a three 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 one <laughs> nice okay yes um and like this episode that's just gone by uh, it starts off and because they're all strikers and they all have massive egos it just turns into a free-for-all yeah and they're all just like elbowing each other and like fighting over the ball <laughs> right until one striker we're, we're like the guy says we're creating football from zero and so one striker breaks through and scores a goal and the rest of the team rally around him and support him and then naturally fall into like defensive positions and like passing to basically make sure that he can score the goal. But the protagonist team don't figure that out until the last like three minutes of the game. And so in the changing room afterwards, they're like, okay, we we fucked up. So this is what we need to do in the next few games. We need to create this centerpiece in order to yeah, but- actually win. How do they do that? Like, if they all want to score, they all want to be strikers. I don't know, <laughs> but it's really compelling, and I really like it. <laughs> okay, okay, and it's it really ridiculous. absolutely ridiculous. I really want to watch it and just criticize the hell out of it. Like, oh, absolutely, you would die. Yeah, there's one character who comes up. He's like, I have a monster inside me, and he tells me to kick the ball in the goal. It's cool. Like, what? Yep. Who yeah, are as you? We all do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds really good. But other than that, I've been watching more of the spring anime season. Spring? Not in spring. The autumn anime season. No. And just trying to keep up. I'm watching 15 shows this season, which I think is more than I ever really have been. Yeah, I thought last season was quite hell. big. I think I had like nine or ten. But this season, just more good shows keep popping up out of the woodwork. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, you just can't yeah, say that. no. I can't. Once I started watching, I have to commit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Well, that sounds pretty pretty interesting watching there, Sam. Um, are you happy to leave Thanks. it there? I'm really happy to leave it there, Will. Okay, brilliant. We will uh, see you all next week for another fantastic episode where we'll be discussing something completely different to Pokemon and in the Anniverse. Make sure you hit us up. Bye.